time we go by. <laughs> we sit in quiet until we can go. Hey, everybody. Fucking shit, man. This is the Harold and Wildcast. Hey, man. <laughs> this isn't your freaking uh, mainstream <laughs> podcast, you man. Okay there? Yeah, man. <laughs> I had a man stroke. I was like, oh, man. So much injustice, man. <laughs> Chris Hardwick, man. Oh, yeah. Are we going to open with that? I don't know. I guess we got it's to. How news. can we not? Yeah, we're on The Nerdist. This is a Nerdist yeah. podcast. <laughs> no, we're no, competitors. Not. We're competitors. Um, That's right. I was shocked by this. I was, uh, I don't know if I'm shocked about it. Uh, not that I've ever heard anything bad about Chris Hardwick. Not like, oh, I knew mm-hmm. something like this was under the surface. But I don't know if I'm super shocked. You know, no, you never know whose past has what skeletons. And uh, this yeah. is a definite shame. I uh, mean, if for those of you who don't her, know who Chris yeah. Hardwick is, he is the host of Talking Dead and Talking and The Wall on whatever CBS. And and at midnight. At midnight. And he is Mr. Comic-Con. He's totally. like a nerd mogul. Yep, nerd He's mobile. married to he Lydia started, Hurst, yeah. who's the granddaughter of Hurst. He's the, the like, Hurst fortune. Yeah, but daughter of Patty Hurst. Um, Which is crazy. He's became, you know, he started the Nerdist podcast many, many years ago. Sold it to Legendary. Yep. Yeah, and uh, he became like a nerd mogul. Well, he's basically on like a nonstop win streak, too. That's right. another thing we should mention. For like the last four plus years, he's just been winning in Hollywood. And we've hated it. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people have. A lot, well, a lot of people. He's sort of a star are, fucker. He's, a, he's, yeah, and that's what this claims is that like he was so obsessed with climbing the social ladder of Hollywood that he ended up making her suffer. For well, it. his ex girlfriend Chloe Dykstra uh, released a thing. Released yeah. an a, a Me Too es, uh, essay and didn't name him, but it was clear it was him because he the was his. Science, well, yeah, yeah. Every, I mean, it was clearly him, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Basically saying that he sexually assaulted her. He, uh, he like made her, her have sex with him all the time. Like, well, he, she said yeah. he assaulted her too. Really? Like there, yeah, like and physical violence. Yeah, oh. and and she also said that um, he blacklisted her career when they broke up. Which she they were together for three emotional years. Emotional abuse, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, she developed an eating disorder, uh, physical abuse, emotional abuse. She was controlling. Very controlling. Wouldn't let her go to like parties. Wouldn't let her go out and have her own friends. Like super. It was very specific stuff too. And, and she like, cites everything. Witnesses to some right. of it. I mean, it was it's pretty shocking and awful. And it was a three year relationship. And apparently, as soon as they broke up, he ended up getting with his now wife. Like shortly right. thereafter. They started dating. And there's also like an 18-year age difference between Chloe Dykstra and, and him. him. Right. There's quite a big one between him between and his him wife, and his too, wife. not yeah, as much. Sure. I think maybe more like 12, 14. Which I'm sure like was that. a big part of the dynamic of yeah. like, look, you're young. I'm not. You, I, this is, you know, I'm yeah. calling the shots here. I'm like slightly more successful. And I, but I bet you the other thing about that is the more successful he got, I'm sure it created more of a wedge between the two of them. Right. I wouldn't doubt, which is not okay. I'm sure like the more success he got, the more emboldened he got with his behavior. So he probably became more controlling with her because he thought clearly something's working. So I'm not like I'm not being a bad guy. Like, yeah. Things are happening for me. So I'm sure it just sort of uh, reinforced a lot of the things, his behavior in the right. relationship, you know. I mean, the to me now, there's a lot of rumble online about this. You know, there's a lot of people who instantly were against him. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the other people who are saying, 
how can one person's accusations ruin a guy? Because here's what's happened so far. AMC has basically distanced themselves. Yeah. Nerdist took all mention of him off. Yep. He's been he's withdrawn from all his panel duties at, at, Comic-Con. at Comic-Con. Big panels, too. Um, it looks one. like, you know, he's not going to be doing the show The Wall. Like, everyone sort of put on pause everything he was doing. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, and, blacklisted instantly. And so the one, the ar- one side of the argument is... You know, how can you do this to someone based on one person's accusations? And one, like, ex-girlfriend, not like an right. employee, like someone who has admitted to being in a long-term... Well, well that's the, that's the weird gray employee. area yeah. there, too, which we should bring up, is that he, like, made her apparently do a show for Nerdist that, that she, she didn't, didn't want to do. do about cosplay. And I remember that. We, we remember, remember that, that show. show. And we it wasn't it. good. It wasn't no. it was like, why are you doing this? It yeah. sort of seemed like you're not into this that much. And it's not really like your thing really, really. Like yeah. they hired you. But then when you find out the context, you're like, oh, that's why you right. want to do it. You didn't want to do it. You know? And so, yeah, then there's that gray area of where he is like affecting her professionally. Well, the biggest, I mean, to me, the biggest issue is about, because here's the other side of the argument. It's like, okay, so the one side is let's not like lynch this guy before there's evidence yeah, and, and you like, know one person proven, and all this stuff right and then there's the other side of it which is uh, you know let's get him we're in a moment of you know women have been in had no power and and been in a situation where no voice men are in the industry yeah. have been really suppressing their power but also if you are no longer dating them or if you don't want to fuck them or whatever yeah. they'll screw your career and yeah. I haven't written an essay about it, but I have my own Me Too story that is really awful and really blacklisted and like, me. You and lost your job. I lost everything. Everything. And, and it because wasn't I like wouldn't a sleep with someone. Famous, it wasn't a Hollywood it, thing, yeah, but it happens it wasn't in a Hollywood all thing, industries. And, and, and I didn't have... The, because it wasn't famous, I couldn't write an essay and have the guy be called out. No I, one knows who he is. Yeah. No one knows the company, really. And I didn't really. have money for, to go after them legally, and they had more money because well, they're a corporation. Well, there was no voice then. Even now, it's like tough to still do it. Like Just yeah. because now there's more light shone on, shined on it, shown on it, it's it's still a different difficult thing to go up like you right. hear, I, I read an article about some of the women that came out against louis ck are now not being able to get work here and there and when you first come out they yeah. support you and say oh you're so brave and you're so strong yeah. man and you're doing it and then they go yeah you just be strong over there though right because like, no one wants that stink on them well, and, and, and everyone's watching for their future in case louis ck or whoever got, does come back and then or yep. whoever it is because a lot of times people do like i can't yeah. see chris hardwick being well he might be out forever well, but this is gonna this is hurt her thing. more and that's the bottom line that people don't realize is that she like the worst thing to me i mean the emotional boost and the abuse is bad all that's bad but apparently there was a person at nerdist nerdist that has been corroborated by other people who work there mm-hmm. a woman who, no a less. woman yeah. who a- actively suppressed her career and blacklisted her make calls against her right and i'll From tell you there's with a lot Chris of women Hardwick. who do that yeah there's a lot of women I, that play there along are women who were you know a party to doing that to me well and they tore the company line because yeah. there's like there's women there's no like womanhood when business is involved. I mean maybe there is, well, but just like menhood the, is like there's no with business involved. They're no. like, oh hey man, like good luck, like you it's know the power structure. It's like okay, we're all gonna. But so it, it's a bad story. It's a sad story. It's a bad story. And it's instant. 
and it's the instantaneousness of it is creepy. That everything's gone, gone, taken away from him forever, potentially in in the public eye. Yeah, you know, well, you can say, oh, why did you wait so long? And oh, why did you even do it at all? And you know, because it was yeah, sort it's of unprovoked. Though I, I, I know, like just having gone through it, it's like when you're able to talk about it, you're able to talk about it. I, it's. I don't sort of fault. I don't look at that argument of oh, why now I know. or how come years. I don't look at that argument. But what I, I do wrestle with, and I, I'm not a real fan of his. I sort of like have watched. I don't think this, a lot of people are fans you know, of I, his. I think he, like first of all, he. I always thought he was a very mediocre comedian who well, got really lucky. You know. Yeah, most people in this L.A. scene, or he wasn't like. He was had been around a while, right. but he was not on the scene as far as being like touted. You know, well, we always used to make fun of him, like in interviews, because he, he was like so out of his league. Like I remember when, um, remember when he had um, Marilyn Manson on the show, who was like fucking drunk or and something, high, and high, some gross, yeah. and he couldn't control the situation at all. He didn't know what to do. And was that the one that Conan was on too? There was one. No. Okay, Conan there was, was on another a separate one. That Conan one. was on, and Conan was so well. Conan's the best interviewer, but like, well, he he's was, also a better he's personality a pro... and a better uh, talk show. Yeah, he's yeah, he's more comfortable. He's more right. natural. He's a little smarter, you know. So yeah, Chris Harwick was kind of always. Not always middle of the road, but he just got lucky, and he got lucky in a niche that sort of hit was took hitting, off, was took taking off. off, and he was at the front of it at the right time. Yeah, it was the right timing because this whole nerd thing is probably going to take a back seat in over the next couple it's, of years. Well, it peaked. I, I mean, I was looking. You know, it's funny because I came about about you know on one of those stupid galleries that you click on oh, accidentally. Next slide, yes, next slide. and it was celebrities who disguise themselves at Comic Con. And, oh right, and there, the bulk of them, it was about 2015, and 2015 was when everyone was doing it. 2015, 2016, 2014, 2014 15, 16. Yeah. That was the absolute peak of 14, that. 14, 15, 16, and was now huge. we're on the decline. And it, everything yeah. in that world is on the decline. Walking Dead's coming to an end. Well, they're not. Or who's not doing a panel this year at Hall H? Game of Thrones, Westworld. That's huge. Marvel. No HBO, no Marvel, no. Yeah, it's they're all crazy. not going to be there. Game of Thrones is coming to an end. I mean, there's. Well, the Marvel D- universe is coming to a considerable yeah. end. You know, I'm sure they're going to do standalone films, but like the last Infinity Gauntlet movies coming out next year, and right. I'm sure Marvel's like, you, you're not going to see it. You need us at Hall in Hall H to go see the final conclusion no right like everyone that's bought and paid for yeah it's a billion dollars that the first one does do two billion the next time like they don't need more uh, eyes on uh, the infinity I mean, series man and the wasps coming out this summer when it, but as it comes out after uh, comic-con or before no it comes out like before dur- like right before or during like right before i think because yeah. it comes out at the end of this month right june no, july Okay, so it we gotta out, verify that. Yeah, but yeah, either way, yeah, right. That's a big Marvel franchise, and it's not as but it's not as big as Avengers. True, right? it could use Scott Paul fucking Rudd. But out they there say they don't want to spend the ass. money anymore, and I think that that's what's happening. Is that people like, and I've I've heard this from people who work at the studios. They're saying, ah, oh, we don't have the budgets for it anymore. We don't want to spend. They don't want to spend that money because they feel like they don't need to. Yeah, well, that, well, we were at we also were at E three, and that felt a little scant. A little, yeah. little sparse compared to the last couple of years we went where it was really felt like you were in the epicenter of gaming. This year it sort of felt like a convention. There were 70,000 people. That's a lot. Uh, I mean, it's not as much as San Diego Comic-Con. It's not Comic-Con. anywhere near as much as Comic-Con. But yeah, it's, or NAB. Well, but, uh, NAB dwarfs both of them. Right, exactly. Um, and but, CES dwarfs all of them. Right. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, E three was definitely didn't seem as frenzies, frenzies. No, no, not as much. And I mean, because you can see it. Uh, the last three years, when we actually first went and they first announced God of War, and they first announced uh, Last of Us two, and they first announced Spider Man and yeah. Days Gone, and those same four games are they've been plugging since twenty sixteen. Right. Twenty sixteen. 2017, 2018. So after that third year, this hard to keep the same fanfare. Yeah, and the, like there's no major titles for Switch. Like they have the new Smash Brothers, but they didn't do with the booth the whole Nintendo right. display thing like they did with Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. Well, just to bring it back to what we were talking about, because I think we're going to do more of an in-depth review on E3. But yeah, the, sure. um, it, it, this situation, like. It's definitely he peaked and he's getting the 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 hook at the time where it's all sort of going down, and who's to say what's going to happen with this? I mean, Ryan Seacrest weathered his storm, and it, that shit went away. Yeah, someone his away, former away. stylist made a, a allegations against him, and it just he ignored it on his show live like, with Kelly. And they didn't even Ryan. address it. Didn't address it. Just ignored it. And then the Oscars happened simultaneously, and he was still on the red carpet. Yep. And he, but that's how much power Seacrest has. Yeah, you know, he, he has a good twelve years on Chris Hardwick. Yeah, and, and even well, though most people call, like, yeah, he's worth like half a billion. <laughs> yeah, or a quarter billion. And Chris, Hard- but you know, a lot of people call Chris Hardwick the Ryan Seacrest of comic-con or of nerd shit and he basically is like he's not enough of he's a not personality as much of a pro either well he's not enough of a like a, you know an actor personality he's just more of an interviewer right podcaster so he's not he's not you're not going to see him do movies right anytime soon and especially i mean especially now but even before this thing this shit came to light yeah you know but i don't know and that's the thing about this shit is that people be like like we stand with chloe and then uh, <laughs> give it a month or two or or six yeah. and people be like They'll oh be yeah against her well they either won't be against her they won't fucking care and she still won't be able to get work Oh yeah, you know I, what mean, I mean, like that's the that's the reality yeah. about this shit. As much as it's, it's, so it's good fleeting. to come forward, you get yeah, you get this moment where all Twitter's like stand with Chloe yeah. and like down with Hardwick, man. And then as quick as the news cycle goes, people be like, "Who are you? And why should right. we hire you? Oh, you got blacklisted. Oh well, Hollywood goes on. Right? You know, we're not like that's the, that's the reality. It goes on. It goes on, and like you know, oh, you were the girl that was mistreated by Chris Hardwick. Right. That's how people will remember Absolutely. most of these girls. They're not gonna remember her name. No. Yeah. Well, remember. unless they're part of the whole Harvey Weinstein thing. And they're big actresses. And, and I do think a, a sea change needs to happen. And they're like... Well, that's a bigger you know, picture. Sure. That's a bigger picture. I mean, and I think people do need to be able to speak out and say what's happened to them. And I think that should happen. You know, how it's handled... I don't know. It's tricky. It's tricky it's right tricky now. It's tricky. Because if you're a brand right and someone makes an accusation like that... Well, you he, don't he did address associate. it. He did, but it was it was really very sketchy, bad. Yeah, kind of. people didn't like. He his... said, "Well, she cheated on me." Well, it was, was like, like remember Kevin Spacey's? Remember Kevin Spacey's yeah. first initial thing of like, "Oh, I don't remember, but I'm sorry if anyone ever felt bad about anything I've yeah. ever done." And people were like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. And that was sort of his thing because he's like, "Yeah, she was unfaithful to me, so I wanted a woman I could start a family with." And it's like, well, he sidestepped a lot of the allegations too. He's he basically certain... like, "I stand with women. I'm for women. Yeah. And I'm all about women." And and women's safety and I would never hurt a woman and fucking also she was cheated on me and that's why that's mostly why we broke up 
Right. So it's like and very. And he said, as a future father, I've always been. It's like, dude. Yeah, I, I have mean, to trust the person I'm with and blah, blah, blah. And she addressed the cheating thing with basically like. She said, I, I kissed I somebody else. I kissed a guy else. and fucking. But he zeroed in on that. And like, even though she addressed it. And to me that like, whenever they zero in on blaming the other person, then like the the best statements are when you don't say anything about the other person. Right. And pretty much. Pretty much. I don't know, but it is tricky. And like what what fascinates me, what horrifies me is the anger online that people have. What on both sides? Yeah. Or just, or just like in general, like Twitter is just insane with the comments. I just don't <laughs> yeah, understand comment remarks. people. Why are you spending your time writing angry comments? I mean, like all really fucking angry. Mm-hmm. Like you should see some of the stuff people said in support of Chloe or in support of him or back and forth. Right. The meanest, most horrible things about people they don't even know and who don't affect their lives. And on a thing that that they're just taking a side with yeah. on it, Twitter. Like there's not like it's a bad situation, but I mean you don't have to be like I don't know, just going full tilt at yeah. people that you don't know on Twitter just to like get your point heard. Everyone wants to be heard. Everybody heard. wants to be heard and validate. they, validated. They're insistent on being able to make that point in the comments section. Yeah, man. And like, I gotta make my point. Like, my r- 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 word is law. Like, fucking, this is the brilliant. only truth. Yeah, and I'm brilliant, and everyone's gonna know. Ugh, it needs to stop. We're out of control with all of this. Yeah, that's sort of like the. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of the meanness and how unkind people are, and just like in people's business, like it's, uh, you know, we need to step away. I mean, it's become the business of being in people's business, kind of, and the and and the business of public shaming, like John Ronson's book. Yeah, just like that. But I mean, like Twitter makes a good living being in everyone's business all the time. Just like Facebook and all these and Instagram. It's mostly just sharing as much of your life with strangers. Got to the and shower. And judging everybody about to, else's about life. About to eat breakfast. Like, oh my God. Yeah, I judging. Know. And then the, the whole judgment thing is what keeps it moving. Right. It seems like a really cheap and shitty way to spend your time just <sighs> judging other people on the internet. All day. It's sad. And leaving like shitty racist or sexist remarks. Yeah, it doesn't Well, I think it's just to get a visceral reaction. You can't, if you got to say something like, fuck the dirty so women or fuck the dirty so, instead of saying, hey, this is my point and blah, 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 people would rather just go, you know, say something uh, atrocious. On, in a comment so that people will read and be like, hey, man, like, you don't you can't say that about such group or such and such. And it's just, it keeps, it just keeps spinning. But the having to say something at all costs is really I, the big, the big, bigger issue, too, is that wherever we are and whatever we do, we have to get the picture and instantly post it. And the comment. And we've got to get the, the incredible comment out there and make sure people it's like we're all drugged by social media we're all like literally drug addicts of social media yeah man i don't know i'm not on twitter personally and now now i don't even like looking at the feed of just our podcast and stuff and we're not like we're following like political people but i don't know well twitter's the way people communicate the meanest by far instagram's more interesting at least it's visual and but people are all over the comments there too Oh yeah! Every any place where you can leave comments, there's gonna yeah. be crazy stuff about different groups and right. religious and well, 
But yeah, this so this Chris Hardwick thing definitely sort of is going to have a ripple effect over yeah. comedy. Like he's done a lot for stand up. Like uh, you got, I have to say, at midnight it was corny, but it got a bunch of stand up comics a TV Work. credit. Yeah, a TV credit. Oh yeah, like a credit That's where you can be deal. SAG or you can yeah. get union. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're talking a hundred plus comic before right. like all the celebrities started going on at midnight when it was just stand-ups in right. LA and, and New York yeah. people you never heard of and they get to keep going if they win right. and you know build up a little name for themselves that's good yeah. and it, the format was such where you could get three new comics on that fucking show true. whether yeah. you liked it or not and yeah it was totally pre-written and all that shit that's true but a lot of comics I know personally yeah. have now have like a TV credit and because can do the road midnight. yes yeah yeah, and so you know he didn't, or because of Talking Dead, a lot of people got on that show that, that were comics people hadn't heard of. Yeah, yeah, sure, Kumail was on that show before he was anybody. Yeah, he was like at a level where he could do the show, but he wasn't nominated for a fucking Oscar. Yeah, that time like four or five years ago. Right, you know, so yeah, there was some stuff to Chris's Chris Hardwick's success that did benefit a lot, and like just the nerd melt show, and basically the like nerd comedy movement. Right, you kind of got like where do you think he's the best comic? He wasn't. He no, he, he was Mister. Bought a forefront to it. Yeah, like all the shows that were done at Meltdown Comics. Yeah, like, that is direct correspondence to Nerdist because yeah. Nerdist used to do no, all know. their podcasts out of Meltdown on the uh, the top. You know, so there's a lot of shit. Yeah, like, that he was a lot of sort of good things that came from his rise. Right. That I, you know, I guess he's not even like attached to Nerdist anymore, or whatever. You know, I, you know, there's just we'll there's both sides with to with shit like this. You know, and he might have his career ruined forever. He's married to a fucking billionaire. Like, who knows? It's I doubt it's over for Chris Hardwick. Yeah, it's over for her, and that's the sad thing is that yeah. She... What, well, you don't go and now become a famous actress. No, and, and when I, you're just actress model. Yeah. And like you know, Hollywood so and so. But that, and I'm not saying I don't think she should have come forward. I, I I'm not saying that at it's all. It's a tough spot. It's just it is a tough spot. Because then you're the the come forward girl. You are like when people yeah. don't like. It's not like she it's was. When people don't come. But this is Anna the problem. Ferris. People do need to be able to come forward. Yeah. Because people need to be called on this bullshit. Yeah. And it needs to stop. And that's the real. That's the thing we have to keep in mind too. Oh yeah, it's like what like what comes of it. Is pro- it's like not okay, but just yeah. the reality of the situation is they're not going to then be like, oh, let's cast you in the next. No, I know. Uh, uh, Mission Impossible know. Or Avengers Two. Well, let's make you Scarlet Witch in the new Avengers or some yeah. shit because you came forward with a sad story of right. a bad relationship. Like that's just not. That's not how it's. Well, and she's yet. not famous enough. No, because if she were famous enough, maybe that would change. Because look, it's you know there are some people who's now their careers are bouncing back, like Mina Sir, um, Servino. Servino, which only took What's fifteen years. Mina, Rina, Mina, no. Mina Servino, Mira, Mira Servino, Mira Servino, yeah. Um, yeah, but that only took twenty years I, or less. But but, but a long time. So that's a really. I, I hope that she does have a career again because she got destroyed by Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, directly. She was an Oscar winner and she she literally was blacklisted. Like, Peter Jackson didn't cast her. Yeah. Like, people didn't, you know, lots of shit. Lots of things because... And that's the thing that needs to be stopped like yeah. systematically blackballing people. calling people and that's what harvey well, did because you have the power to do it but chris hardwick had that power too and he up and that's and apparently the, and he, he apparently used, used, it. used it and there's and people that were that's complicit a problem yeah yeah that's probably like and i don't know the the 
abuse stuff allegations is a problem but in within like a committed long-term three-year relationship shit happens to a lot of people a lot of people have toxic no it doesn't mean it's okay okay. i'm just saying like a lot of people have taught have been in toxic relationships right I have been in one. I most people have been in relationships that should have ended and they just kept going. Yeah, and then... but a toxic's one thing, and abuse is a different thing. Yeah. Well, all right. So moving on from this, yeah, um, uh, we don't usually talk about this. Yeah, stuff. but we felt depressing. like we had to address it just because he's so much a part of our industry. And yeah, and uh, well, and the rapper XXX Tentacion got killed today. That's right. Which is weird. And I actually kind of liked his music, but he is another like known abuser hmm. and on trial for uh aggravated assault home invasion oh, Jesus. uh he beat and raped his like pregnant girlfriend what? he was what? on trial for that they let him out on house arrest so he could go tour like to work so he was oh they that led, guy yeah that guy with the dreads and oh, he's like young wow. he's 20 years yeah. old he's gunned down in outside of miami or in broward county wow at a fucking uh, motorcycle uh, dealerships shot and he came he was you know announced like no pulse and then announced dead wow which is crazy oh. because he had like well he was go- he he was apparently on trial to go to jail for decades cuz he had like a lot of breaches of probation and like a, a long list of shit street justice pretty I much guess. like a lot of people are saying like hey i don't want to see anybody be killed right. or die but that guy he bad he did a lot of bad stuff and yeah. he's, he goes on record he beat like he almost beat to death a cellmate who is gay Holy shit. He's like an angry, and he's small. He's 5'6 and tiny. And he's those like, guys are so small. They're small and like angry. Wayne's like, what, 5'3? Yeah, little Wayne's not probably <laughs> angry. Maybe not no, like that. No, but he's little. But he's little. He is little. It's, yeah. It was not an ironic name. He's fucking tiny. Yeah. And so this kid, R.I.P., to an extent, and then at the same time, if you live a certain lifestyle, you might die by that lifestyle. Wow. Well, that's a lovely subject. That we've gotten on here. Um, <laughs> and now on to Pixar. And now on to, well, do you want to talk about E3? No, we'll do that on its own. Okay. It wasn't as good uh, as Stay tuned years. for, uh, we'll do some reviews of the games. You did get to play uh, Lego. Um, the DC Villains. DC Villains. That was pretty Heroes. cool. That was pretty cool. They added a lot of, um, what is the word, uh, uh, you know, you design char- character design stuff that's never been in a Lego game. Yeah. Where you're designing your character like it's fucking Skyrim or uh, a monster hu- monster hunter or something like that. Right. But it's Lego. So you get to choose your Lego outfit for your your own customized villain. Yeah. You can choose your own powers. And when you get a new power, you can choose how you want it to look. Should it come out of your eyes or out of right. your hands? Or out of, what should it be? Red beam or green beam? So they, like, did, they definitely dug into the like the deeper uh settings if right. you will of a lego game which, which kind of cool. made it fun yeah, yeah. it's pretty fun and then once you get into the gameplay it's pretty standard lego game gameplay which is cool you know it's always sort of fun it's more t- geared towards young people but right. adults losers like me like it too <laughs> well stay tuned because jake will have more yeah we'll get E3. into that sure 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 so uh incredibles 2 uh became the highest grossing animated film ever over the weekend unbelievable we saw it. It has been 14 years since the first one, um, written and directed by two-time Oscar winner Brad Bird, who um, did the first one, also did Ratatouille, won an Oscar for that as well, as well as The Incredibles. Also did The Iron Giant and and also directed Ghost Protocol, which I thought was bizarre given that- It's very in, weird yeah, of all things. They don't impossible really- Impossible Ghost Protocol. Not exactly Ratatouille. Yeah. 
Um, it stars uh, the voice talents of all the of most of the originals: Craig T. Nelson, Holly Hunter, um, Sarah Vowell, uh, Catherine Keener joins, and Bob Odenkirk also. Samuel Joe L. Jackson is in it. Sophia Bush and Isabella Rossellini. You're also forgetting that fucking Huckleberry Miner. Huckleberry <laughs> Miner, the kid, or the kid yeah. who plays Dash, who I've never heard of, yeah. and I think I would have remembered that fucking That's name. Quite a name, Huckleberry fucking Miller. Yeah, Millerston. <laughs> Huckleberry. Wow. Uh, he's good. Yeah, yeah I mean, Dash is a funny character, man. So it's been so where we are in the story is that superheroes have been outlawed. They are it picks against up the law, like, right? Uh, right? Yeah. Like that closing scene where the mole man comes out of the ground, and the first one is where they start, which I thought was fun because I wanted yeah. to see that character. Like when it ended, I'm like, I want to see what mole man does. Yeah. And then we get a whole action sequence in which the was cool. opening. Yeah, which is a lot of fun. But it was an illegal action sequence. Yeah, because hero superheroes have now been illegal. And like uh, just like Watchmen, there's a lot of Watchmen yeah, shit in is. this. It's funny, but uh, yeah, yeah. But, there's a, a rich um, brother-sister duo played by Odin Kirk and Catherine Keener who want to get superheroes back. Into the limelight. In, yeah, in favor. And they agree to fund uh, Elastigirl um, to basically, they, they deem her as the one who's most likely to get, you know, they put a camera on her and Yeah, and they think she'll do less uh, collateral damage yeah, than Captain like Mr. Incredible. War. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Like so they're like, We wanna start with just Elastigirl doing her thing and then Frozone and Mr. Incredible will bring you in after we win favor without right. destroying the city and that sort of thing. So she kind of it basically becomes the movie Mr. Mom. Right. Which is he funny. Has to stay home with the kids. Yeah, he's going to stay at home dad <laughs> who wants to go back to work, but he yeah. has to wait for her to uh, do a good job before he can get back into the game. Right. And so he becomes, you know, stay at home dad, which is kind of funny. Right. You know, they get this giant mansion in the hills, which is also kind of funny. It's very Jetsons looking. It is. It's Bob yeah, Odenkirk. It's sort of like retro 60s Los Angeles house. With like cool water with features. Cool and tech. And, yeah, <laughs> like advanced tech. But you, yeah. that, the, the timeline on this, in this. Doesn't world. quite make sense. Well, because they say it's been 15 years since superheroes, but then but Jack it, Jack's a baby. No, no, and, not that. It, I mean, it, it feels like everything looks like the 1960s or 19 early. 19, oh, you're right, because the TVs, the and TVs, everything. the cars, the technology. Yeah, it's true. But then at the same time, there's a lot of really advanced technology. Yeah, like the, the, the yacht at the end is like that didn't. exist. I know that was just the the I production think, design. I think. I think it's like an aesthetic thing. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like it's sort of just like sort of Watchmen. Like the you know the initial Watchmen stuff is like in the 50s, right? And then it goes to the 80s. Yeah. But the 1950s stuff is super like. Clearly influenced by that. It must have been. Yeah. Because that ending scene that where they all get together and they sign the thing together. Yeah. It's like, and they take a picture together. It's like Watchmen. All the different superheroes. Yeah. Because they introduce a lot of new superheroes in this movie, which are kind of cool too. Different powers and different yep. superheroes from different parts of the world. Because he basically wants to start like a coalition of like good superheroes that are going to, you know. Right. Win back. Let's not spoil the people's what happens. hearts. No, we're not going to spoil it. All I mean, right. that's a very base. Yeah. That's just what Bob I, Odenkirk wants to right. do. And then, of course, as she starts doing these, like she saves this thing and saves that thing. And then all of a sudden there's a new nemesis like, I've been yeah. watching you and you'll never stop me. And then, of course, there's some cool uh, hard left turns, perhaps. Right. And uh, they all sort of get in the mix. The kids, the little baby. There's a big storyline with the baby boy. Yeah. And his powers being identified, but then at the same time being a point of much contention. Yeah. 
he doesn't because the dad can't handle it. And but the baby's powers are fun. They're fun. And the whole like there's this whole sequence which almost could have been edited out because it didn't play any part of the story, but it was like a Looney Tunes thing. Oh yeah, with the raccoon and the yeah, baby. Yeah, because you it never was s- very Looney Tunes. It was Looney Tunes. Yeah, you know, for it was like a two minute short of Looney yeah. Tunes within the movie because it's just basically the baby versus the raccoon and then the raccoon never comes back again yeah and the baby never didn't like learn maybe it learned its powers better but it was more just like watch how cute this baby is fighting this raccoon which is okay but it just didn't really add to the story in any way so you're absolutely right i didn't even think of that that but it's a hundred percent hundred percent you watch that sequence hundred percent all day it's like they just like like looney tunes and Mm -hmm. want to throw that in and give you like a little (laughs) nod like hey you guys like fucking Looney Tunes, yeah. it's a cartoon. We like Looney Tunes. Remember? It's like I mean, it was fun. It was definitely fun and entertaining. Uh, you know, there's a really adorable short film. You know how Pixar does that one with every their film. Movie? Yeah, yeah. Their um, short film this time was really funny. It was really funny and cute. And um, yeah, I so like that one very much. Make sure you're there for the beginning. There's, they're always good though. Those shorts are sometimes better than the feature. I know, depending they on do what a feature you see. Yeah, I love those. And so, yeah, I mean, it wasn't groundbreaking. And to me, it wasn't like a game changer. But mm-hmm. I like the first one better. The first one was sort of groundbreaking because it was like a new superhero family that's yeah. completely its own canon. Yeah. And it's its own world. Right. And I feel like the nemesis in the first movie was really like just it. Like that was their com- their full yeah, competitor. agreed. And the island. And like there's stuff about the yeah. first one that I just think it's I more original. Again. I know. That's what we were saying. Like I yeah. kind of want to go see the new one because I haven't seen it in years. Years. Yep. And I I wouldn't doubt they'll make a third. They might as well do a trilogy. Well, they it have just to. made 200 plus million, million dollars in, in the weekend. first weekend. Yeah. So it's like they, that just. I mean, know, it broke all the trilogy. records. Yeah. Which is good because I'd watch a third one and I hope they would do a little, just bring it all up and maybe have them be a little older. And Jack-Jack is at an age where he control his powers. That would be cool. Because there's like 17 different powers. Yeah. And you see them throughout the film, but they're always also random because he's a little baby. Right. And I'd like to get to a point where you actually get to see him use his- I agree. You know, yeah. yeah there's so many. He can multiply himself. He can uh, go through walls. He's got- uh, Laser beam eyes. Uh, yeah, yeah, laser beam eyes. Yeah. He can turn into a little monster. He can. He's like a pyro cat. Yeah. He can do like- <laughs> it's so, it's, it's pretty funny. cool. Yeah. yeah. And so to see him be able to like, and then he gets a suit designed by Edna which is like the, one of the coolest scenes but so but short only one of the like the only scene she's in yeah that was disappointing sad because that character is fucking so funny and it stood out so much in the first film yeah and then you get this just a sort of a side scene with her and, and the baby and Mr. Incredible right and it was funny but I feel like she would have been a bigger part of the movie. Yeah. Especially the way they advertised it because she's such... That character is so funny. I know. Like, it's such a cool character. And it can shapeshift. Like, remember, it ma- the baby makes his face look yeah. like hers and that's when she, she sees yeah. his power. Yeah, so there's a lot of powers that Jack-Jack has that they can use. Yeah. And the kids are still funny. The daughter's still angsty and, like, awkward and the boy is still plucky and, right. and confident and always uh, rambunctious. Yep. I love the way they display... Like the way they animate the boy, he's always got his chin up and his his chest oh, out, yeah, and yeah. he's a little tiny guy, and he yeah. runs really fast. I love Dash; he's funny. Dash is cool. Hey, what's next? I want that. Who? What are you guys doing? He reminds <laughs> me of he's like Barry Gordon or uh, Barry Allen. He really is like the Flash. Oh, yeah, character. yeah, he is. Yeah, especially, especially with the the short, the Yale Stewart short, where he does all the all the DC Justice League characters as like third graders. Oh, and it's so funny. Really? Yeah, it's like Martian Manhunters. Uh, oh, um, as little kids, as little kids That's in funny. in like uh, first grade or kindergarten oh, okay. and they're all friends and then there's like a little kid 
uh, Legion of Doom. Really? So there's like a little kid Joker <laughs> and a little kid Solomon Grundy. That's awesome. Who's like a big kid. Yeah, it's really funny. And like the way he takes their characters and sort of whittles them down to little kids. Yeah. Because like Martian Manhunter always brings like a briefcase to school. <laughs> <laughs> and has a little tie and stuff. Oh, I yeah, see that. Oh, it's hilarious. That's and, awesome. And the Boy Scouts are like Green Lantern's a part of the Boy Scouts, uh-huh. and the Boy Scouts are basically like the Green Lantern Corps. Oh, so so if in the perfect. Boy Scouts it's like John Stewart and all the and right, like all right. the, yeah, all the different uh, 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 Green Lantern uh, characters in Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, and he takes all his buddies to his, you know, so it's like the Flash and Batman right. and Superman. And they're at Green Lantern. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a great little short. It's all for free on the internet too. Cool. It's just like J J L A Justice League uh, by Yale Stewart. Oh, okay. Uh, I liked it. I mean, I'd give it a like an eight point five. I'd give it like an eight, an eight point two. No. Well, I, I liked it very much, but you know, I don't know. I liked it's it a better lot. Better than that. I guess it is. The story was kind of predictable. Yeah, but it's still super entertaining and fun. And it's fast and there's good action sequences. The action's good. The action's The voice really acting's good. good. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's yeah, entertaining. It is. It's, I really like Frozone, I, how they animated the ice, yeah. which is like a minor detail. But the way they make it go from ice to like soft snow to snowflakes. And right. the way he shoots the ice into the water and it becomes like sort of iceberg-like. Like they right. clearly did so much research on how ice freezes and moves and the way it, it yeah. melts. And like when he makes the, the little ice ball for Jack-Jack to occupy him. Uh-huh. Remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He just, yeah. like, holds out his and hand. Yeah, well, it's this perfect it. yeah. spherical ice cube yeah, orb. Yeah, that was cool. And it, like, keeps the baby busy. It's yeah. really funny. Yeah, man, there's stuff, little stuff like that with the animation that the animation's had me geeking really out. The really freaking good. Yeah, man. It really is. The way and they animate the powers of the different characters and stuff. It's There's a lot well, there. And these voice actors are pros. I mean, Holly Hunter. And Elastigirl's fucking hot, man. <laughs> she is. I usually don't go off about animated She's character. Got a she's got like a large booty and she's completely elastic. Yeah. So you can all right, imagine all right. the, the games of <laughs> Twister that she uh, would win back in her day. Jesus. Won a lot of games of, we'll call it Twister. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, so I say let go see it. Justice. Let's, yeah, Justice. Let's say Justice. We'll say Justice. Yeah, because our rating, we never, our rating skill is way off. We're always like, we'll give like a movie we didn't like eight and then we'll say we love this movie and get an eight five. So, I think we need to just say justice or doom, and I say justice. Much justice. So I say doom? No, you say justice. Wait, how does this work? Uh, Is that a doom out of five or a doom out of ten? No. Speaking of justice, one thing on on Comic-Con that will be there... Mm. uh, Warner Brothers is going to do a panel and... I hope so. Yeah, but dig this. Wonder Woman 1984 will be there. Oh. Aquaman... Yeah. will be there. They're going to premiere the trailer at Comic-Con. Nice. The Flash will be there. And and guess what else? The standalone Joker movie. Is going to have a trailer? Is going to be in Hall oh, H. They're going to have a panel. It's going to be, oh, shit. With uh, Joaquin. Joaquin? Yeah. So that's happening? Yeah, that's going to be at Comic-Con. Joker's standalone. So it's an origin story, right? Yeah. And it's not Jared Leto. No, it's Joaquin Phoenix. That's crazy. Yeah. DC is, is it Dan Gilroy who's directing? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's. I thought that was still in like talk phase. No, no, no. It's in pro- it's in pre production. Oh, and that's exciting. Going into production. I wonder if they'll have like concept art because they probably won't have any footage. They won't have any footage, but they it might would have be a really card. cool to like for Joaquin to come out and as talk Joker. About it. Yeah, how cool that that's like all of a sudden got me excited about Comic Con again. At least 
for that one panel. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, but we bitch a lot about how we don't want to like stand in Paul H all the time anymore. We won't need to now. Yeah, I mean, it gets like you're stuck there. Yeah, because the thing about it is, once you get your spot for one panel, if you want to go to another panel later, yeah, you kind of just have, yeah, to stay. have to stay. Otherwise, you're just gonna be in the way, way back. Because you're in a press cage on and the side of the stage. You everyone don't really piles in. Get to see a lot. It's like you it's see weird. them walk out. Well, no, it's weird because you're as close as anyone in the place. Right. You're close. You're touching the stage, but yep. you're on the side of the stage, so you can only see it like horizontal like vertically. Yeah, you don't have a great vantage for pictures. No, it's like a weird angle. But you can literally high five them as they walk yeah, off. So it's like you're as cool. close, but you're also at this weird angle. But so. it's I mean, it's cool as a fan, but right. as if like, like trying to take work pictures yeah. for like the outlet and stuff, it's kind of not the best position to be in. Well, and the thing about that is like the photographers for the big outlets have different badges so they yeah. can go to all over the sides and in the right. front and they can Those block people motherfuckers. yeah there's so many levels yep so uh i mean i think that's it we also we oh quickly we're not going to get into the whole details of this but we also uh watched on netflix an original film of theirs called open house which is starring dylan Minnette, who is on 13 reasons why and um, 13 reasons why not to watch this yeah. movie because it sucks it's like a horror i guess a thriller i guess suspense i guess yeah i'll i mean it was it built up a lot of character development and suspense and then it turned into like a freaking bad like b movie b slasher dude movie well and it's like the movie was trying to figure out its own ending while yeah. it was telling you the story and you're so, and there's so few characters, and there's so few moments. Yeah, and it sort of repeats the same suspense tricks. Like yeah, the, the, like the I can't tell you how many times we had to watch her go out into the basement in a towel because the yeah, pilot like three light three or went four out. times. That was like four scenes. Like you don't. It, this it just seems like really amateur. Well, and it's like, it's, and it's one of those things like they want you to be on the edge of your seat. Like, is it a ghost or is it a, yeah. a, a, a squatter or is it someone from that also own the house and this sort of shit? But and then, then the reveal stinks. The reveal stinks and it happens within the last five minutes of the film. Yeah. So there's no, uh, there's no fleshing out of the action. Right. There's all the suspense and then there's like a two minute action yeah. sequence where you sort of get to figure out what it is yeah. and what happens. And, and then, then you're like, it just what? ends. And That's then it ends. It? And you're like, that's what it was. They leave a lot of loose ends. They leave a lot of little... They they have these Introduce cool little people, character yeah. development pieces that they leave hanging. They go and they nowhere. Do yeah. yeah. It's like, why would you even make this movie with this script? You know? Because yeah. it, it did look cool. The trailer made it look kind of cool. I was sort of into it watching it because it was suspenseful. You're still sort of like, where is this going? You know? Like, yeah. In a good way. Like, okay. I was right. definitely genuinely like, okay, I'm hanging in there to see where this is going. This seems cool. They got me a little scared here. But then what they do with the ending with it, I was just like, fuck you. That's yeah. how I felt, literally. Yeah, I was like, fuck you. I'm like, fuck, why did we just watch this and, whole movie? Yeah. So kind of makes you regret watching any of it by the end of it. Uh, yes. You're like, oh, really? Fuck you. Exactly. Okay, so whatever. So doom on that one. Yeah, that's open a house. nice doom. Don't watch it. Don't open that house. There's a lot of content out there, and you have to pick your content wisely. So right. 
Especially don't watch if you're this the, one. Like, horror movies, because I—that's like one of the things I like and you like—is finding movies on Amazon and Netflix that are horror that we haven't seen that are sort of indie, indie or just Netflix released, right? Yeah, and then you watch it and you're like, I never heard of this, and oh fuck, it's really good, like The Ritual, right? Or The Invitation, or like any number of like. There's a lot of those films that are right. good. So when you watch one that sucks, you're kind of disappointed. Yeah. Because it's 90 minutes, you won't get back. That's true. And so like, should have watched so that other one. Keep that 90 minutes, folks. Yeah, Don't watch Open one. House. Yeah, skip Open House. All right, that's it for us on this week's episode of the Herald and Modcast. You can visit our website, thehmcnetwork.com, for more episodes, more podcasts, more reviews, all kinds of cool stuff. And uh, stay tuned for our wrap up of E3. Hell yeah. All right, see you, Jukes. Go watch Ratatouille. (laughs) Do yourself a favor.